This is an SJC Radio production. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is Pit Stop with Mr. Bird on SJC Radio. Hello and welcome to Series 2, Episode 7 of Pit Stop with Mr. Bird, broadcasting as live from the heart of Southsea. Now, sir, I believe you have some very exciting news for us this week. Uh, yes, I do, uh, Joe. Um, we've had a, an endorsement by somebody called John Heinhoff. Uh, John Heinhoff is, uh, in my opinion, the world's leading motorsport commentator and also the host of the world's um, biggest, uh, most popular uh, motorsport discussion program. It's called Midweek Motorsport Goes Out Wednesday Evenings. And he said of our show, he says, this is well worth a listen. So we might have some Midweek Motorsport listeners with us uh, this evening. which, which is very exciting. I like to think of us as being midweek motorsports, maybe baby brother. I'd be happy to be any relation of midweek <laughs> motorsport, to be perfectly honest, sir. <laughs> very good. Um, other news, uh, we, I had a message during the week from Mr. Wantling. It turns out that Mr. Wantling, do you remember, do you remember Mr. Wantling? Yes, yes, yeah. music teacher from two years yeah. ago, I think. That, that's Not right, yes. I, I, I was... He was, oh, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah he was. About that. I, I was unaware that he's a regular listener. Ooh. And uh, this is what said in his message. He says, I've been loving the podcasts and the radio shows. Really insightful and looking forward to what March has in store for Formula One. Keep it up and let me know if you ever need a guest. Wow. Um, I think we ought to have Mr. Wantling at on board at some stage definitely um, perhaps, definitely perhaps perhaps in a few weeks time. also my, my final bit of news is concerning our listening figures um we, which kind of went through the roof last friday uh now i'm wondering whether that's because of max is that because of you max well, in think, which way well <laughs> I, well may, maybe because you're so popular max this reminds me a little bit of the the Max Verstappen effect in Formula One. Uh, before Max Verstappen appeared in Formula One, uh, attendances at most Grand Prix um, were dwindling. Max Verstappen comes along, and most Grand Prix are sellouts. So maybe this is our very own. It must be a thing of the name Max. 
I, I think, think it is. Yeah. This is our very own Max effect, I think. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, moving on to news. Uh, I'm going to go over to you boys for that. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to start with Formula E. There's Formula E in Saudi Arabia last weekend. So it was uh, start of qualifying was on Friday. It's on the same day. It was on Friday and then Saturday, which was uh, very exciting. Double header in Saudi Arabia, uh, Formula E's first night race. The first race went out without a hitch with uh, Nick DeVries, the rookie as such, because he hasn't completed in a full season of Formula E yet. Uh, he, he won the race with Mercedes EQ. Um, but then the second race, uh, everything was switched around. There was a crash in qualifying, or practice I think it was, the third session of practice, with a Mahindra car, which meant that um, that uses a Mercedes powertrain. And because it uses a Mercedes powertrain, uh, all Mercedes cars had to be stopped and prevented from qualifying, meaning last, uh, last race's winner, Nick DeVries, couldn't compete in qualifying, meaning he started at the back. This meant we had a completely different starting grid and obviously finishing grid uh, for the second Formula E race with uh, Sam Berg winning that from Jaguar. On a slightly more serious note, uh, Alex Lynn had a big gonna, crash. Gonna big crash. That. I, I saw yeah. that on YouTube. Yeah. Um, so it was, I'm just putting it into the chat now, he was flicked over uh, and where the uh, Evans, I can't remember his first name, Ember Evans, the uh, Jaguar driver, stopped, in the, uh, stopped for him and helped him get out of the car. He was flipped over, saved by the halo. Um, so it really was quite nice to see that it was at mid-race that he still stopped and tried to protect, you know, his, his own fellow racer. And I've got a, I've got a photo here that I'd assume I'd want to go out on Twitter. And if you are a new listener, our Twitter is at SJC Radio now, and and it should be up there now or hereabouts. And you can see it uh, with debris flying off it. It's upside down. He would have landed on his head pre uh, pre Halo, so he's almost definitely saved saved by that, and he's in a stable condition in hospital. Have we got any uh, F1 news, Ed? Any sort of um, uh, car launches? Yeah, we've had three car launches uh, this week since our last uh, recording. But before we get into that, I'd uh, just like to mention uh, that um, the Alpine reserve drivers have been announced and i'll just say it's not who you'd perhaps expect it to be one of them is quite obvious the other one not so so your first reserve driver you've got Juan Ujo, who's a renault uh, well alpine driver academy reserve, driver yeah. uh, he's currently in formula two very good driver but then also danny kivia uh, he's going to be a reserve driver for alpine yeah. uh, which is a bit surprising considering his links with alpha tari and um Red Bull, Red Bull uh, so yeah. program. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Also, we got some car launches. Uh, we'll start in we're going chronological order. Yeah. So yesterday, uh, we had two. We had the Alpine and the uh, Mercedes. I'll put the Alpine in now. Um, and this is, I think, my favourite so far. It's what we expected. Blue. Yeah. Um, that bright blue with the uh, French flag incorporated. Um, so yeah, and then we've also got the Mercedes, um, 
which personally which you're not so keen on i hate um yeah <laughs> the miss i don't know the mercedes is just there's a lot wrong with it in in my opinion um, it looks it looks i mean we're talking about color schemes aren't we uh, ed yeah well the picture's quite small but on the mercedes on that um like the rear fin yeah. you, you might be able to see there's like some text and that is the amg logo and that's right. just like um, so printed loads and loads of times and uh, yeah it just, I, don't, I just really don't like it um i imagine i think if they did the stars like max just mentioned i think that'd look much better but yeah and the font they i think the font they used for <laughs> the numbers is okay um yeah that's just my view Max? Yeah. I'm, I like the red from the Ineos. I think that's really nicely incorporated. But I feel yeah. like they're pushing the AMG a bit too much. The logo's too big, Max, are you or something? Or is there's too many AMG logos there's on too this? Too many AMG logos. They're everywhere. And I feel like it's just uh, a little bit boring. It would have looked a lot better with the stars, I think. Yeah. With, I think right now, personally, one of the big draws for me, and Aston Martin did this so well at um, three o'clock today. Uh, the part of the release is the excitement leading up to it. Part of the release is what's it going to look like? Wow! And it's the build-up to this, uh, where Mercedes Valtteri Bottas leaked it on his Instagram story. Most of the car, two hours ahead, uh, Mercedes itself leaked the tail um, and the front wing half half an hour early, and then release the whole car. But by that point, you already knew pretty much what to expect. Have you got a picture of that at all we can see, Joe? Um, yeah, I've just put it into the chat. You have, okay. So you were you predicting, we were predicting it would be green, weren't we? That's, that was yeah. our prediction. I can't yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I can see well, it. I, I love it. I really love it. I like how they built up to it with everything British. Uh, so you have James Bond or Daniel Craig. Uh, yeah. Leading up to it, uh, rapper Dave, if he goes by the name of, he also uh, he also was there, and also not British but very famous uh, NFL quarterback Tom Brady was also there via Zoom to unveil it and saying how. I've got, a, I've got a question. What, 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 why on earth is there a rapper at a car launch? What's the point in that? I don't I don't see that. I'd assume to try and be trendy. Yeah. And, and he's British. But, oh, so okay. That, that's, that's fair enough. Perhaps it's to appeal to a younger audience. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure you're right there, Ed. Now, it, I haven't got a news of a car launch, but there's some news I saw this afternoon, which I'm, I'm really very happy about. I mentioned that a few weeks ago uh, when we were talking about the Daytona 24 Hours. Oh, by the way, John Heinhoff, who I mentioned earlier, he's the commentator for all the IMSA rounds. So if you go on IMSA TV to watch any of the races, you'll hear John, John Heinhoff doing all the commentary. Um, I said at the Daytona, my favourite uh, colour scheme was the Addy Cadillac. The, the only thing was, that was a one-off appearance, that car. It's been confirmed today. It's not doing the full series. It's doing the endurance series. It's going to do Sebring. It's going to do Watkins Glen. It's going to do the Petit Le Mans race as well. So really pleased to see that car, which I think looks amazing, uh, back on the racetrack. Sebring 12 hours. The next IMSA race uh, is later on this month. Joe, anything else? Uh, well, I, I, was, I was talking about the Aston Martin earlier, and yeah. so far it's my favourite launch by, by quite a way. 
I love it. up to it and I love how it looks. That was okay, really so nice. Your favourite car though? Yeah, definitely. Right. Definitely. Yeah. I know well, who I'm supporting well, going into the 2021 20, season. Well, I'm when you said it was your favourite launch, are you saying that you like the whole show? That, the, the, you like the whole show basically? Yeah, where there hasn't been one like that so far. Where I like okay. the car and the whole show. So you're saying Aston Martin have set the standards yeah. regarding we, car launches? Just before we move on, Max and Ed, so far, what is your favourite car? And Mr Bird, I'm not sure if you've been watching them, but I suppose you could give your input on it. Ed, what's your favourite car so far? For me, I really, really, really like the Alpine. Um, I think it's just everything just works so well uh, together. And I think like the Renault from last year, that was a good looking car. But the Alpine just looks incredible. That um, colour scheme, Ed, is the same colour scheme as they had on their Alpine uh, P2 Le Mans car. And I'm sure will be the same colour scheme they have on their um, P1 uh, Le Mans car this year. So we, we and, did predict uh, that, didn't like we? The cream. I like the chrome finish on it. Yeah, and Guan Yu Zhou. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Guan Yu Zhou, he's, um, as you mentioned, Formula 2 driver. He's using that livery on his Formula 2 car as well. Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. right. Okay. I didn't know that. Well, that's good. What about Max? Max, what's your favourite car then so far? Um, I really like the Alfa Romeo. I think that looks really crisp, really clean. But it's quite close. Yeah. I don't know. Alfa Romeo... You like the, you like the, the Aston? I, I really like the Aston. And I the love the Aston. Yeah. I think the Alpine looks really good with the steel blue. And I just really like the green on the Aston Martin, but I think it's got to be the Alfa Romeo for its simplicity. Yeah. Very good. Um, it for you. Yeah, and the, 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 the next thing, you know, I was talking about um, 1982 uh, last week, and I was just trying to work out the. I, I, say, I said I, I believe that the maximum number of wins was two. I should just double check that. Uh, and that was the case. The maximum number of wins in 1982 was two. But I found out another fact about the 1982 Grand Prix season. By the way, there were 11 winners, uh, as I said. Here's an interesting fact about 1982. From Monaco, from the Monaco Grand Prix to the Swiss Grand Prix, for those, for the nine races in between, there were nine different race winners. So in 1982, we had nine races in succession with different race winners. Isn't that amazing? That's pretty impressive. That's how most sports should be. Stand silence there for a second. So nine races in a row, different winners. How does that compare to um, the MotoGP last year? Yeah, Because I think I, they went like enough, six, yeah, six or something. Like enough, I, that's a very good question, Ed. I did, I mean, last year, I, I did double check the number of winners. We had nine MotoGP winners. Now, did we have I don't think we had nine different winners in a row. I might have to check that for next week, actually. Now, I'm going to move on to, I've come up with a, I've got a number of questions to ask you. The first one, um, I've, I've called this um, cryptic racing driver quiz. So I'm going to describe a racing driver, but it's the clue is very, very cryptic. Uh, I'm not expecting you to be able to answer it just yet. So I'll give the question now. You can think about it. And I'll give the answer at the end of the show. It, 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 this is advanced level, folks. So listen to this carefully. 
My five-digit appendages are trapped, screamed the star-studded German. I will repeat that. My five-digit appendages are trapped, screamed the star-studded German. No idea. Five-digit appendages. Yes, yeah. It's a cryptic clue. I'm going to put it in. I'll put the actual thing in uh, the clue in chat for you. Tapping away now. I'll give the answer at the end. Another piece you can't get. Good. I'm glad you're stuck. Uh, it might be uh, any listeners from. It might be the listeners from Midweek Motorsport might know the answer. Um, there we go. It's in meeting chats. We'll come back to that at the end of the show. It is designed to be very, very difficult. We're moving on. Um, Joe, it's, 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 it's your time to shine, Joe. Thank you very much. For, for new listeners, this means that it's my facts of the week. Um, so, so this fact of the week is uh, there's only ever been one driver to have been black flagged for driving too slowly. His name was Victor Alpi, uh, a British Canadian driver, flagged in the 1969 Canadian Grand Prix. Um, he, uh, he had actually only completed 22 laps when the leading drivers had completed 44. The following year, he tried to enter the Canadian Grand Prix, but his engine wouldn't start, as sort of a side note. And that's sort of similar to Nico Hulkenberg in the British Grand Prix in 2020. So that's my fact of the week for me. Funny thing is, Joe, see that rings the bell. I've got a feeling I read an article about that recently. That that, that rings the bell. So the only driver to be black flagged for driving too slowly, dear. In the very, uh, 1969 Canadian Grand Prix, and <laughs> the leading drivers had done 44 laps, he'd only done 22. Good grief. Right, now, last week was the debut of Bunch of Fives. We're on to round two of uh, Bunch of Fives. Um, what I need to do, I suddenly, I've just remembered, I haven't got my, um, I haven't got my stopwatch ready. Uh, so I'm just getting my stopwatch. There we go. There it is. Um, I gave you 20 seconds last week to answer the questions. Uh, yeah, I think I'll stick with 20 seconds. I think that's fair because the questions are going to get um, slightly harder. Um, right. Countdown. 20 seconds. Right. OK. So, you know, the rules, the moment, the moment I uh, give you the question, the, the stopwatch starts. Max, you're up first. Okay, uh, no pressure. Right, Max, um, I think you'll be okay with this. You've got 20 seconds to name five Grand Prix winners. Nico Rosberg, uh, Lewis Hamilton, Alonso, uh, Daniel Ricciardo, Max Verstappen. Well, that was too easy if you did that in nine seconds, Max. I, oh, I think you might have to move up a level next week, Max, or I might have to reduce the time. I think I'll have to reduce the time for you. Right, let me just get clear that. Let me get ready. Okay, I'm ready for Joe now. Joe, your question. It's a similar yeah. sort of theme. Oh, this is going to be quite difficult, I think, Joe. You've got to name five 
pre-2014 race winners. Uh, is that is that all time? Yeah, any time before okay. 2014. Okay, Schumacher, Nicky Lauder. Um, oh my God, uh, Fernando Alonso, um, Mark Webber, and Sebastian Vettel. You're there. You did it with three seconds to spare. Wow, well Good. done. Okay, let's just get ready for for Ed now. Ed. Yeah. Um, okay. This is to be interesting. You've got 20 seconds to name five Formula One drivers who've never won a race. Is that it? Yeah. Ericsson, Verline, uh, Stroll, uh, Kvyat, uh, Albon. Is that five? You're there. You're there already. You did that with eight seconds to yeah. spare. Right. I think next week, folks. Um, although the questions are going to get harder, I think I might have to reduce the time. Um, so that was all very impressive, boys. You're a little bit too good at the moment. 100%. So far, we haven't slipped up. No, I, I, I think I'm going to have to reduce the time to 15 seconds because I think that it's a bit like the DRS, isn't it? You know, on some circuits, the DRS zone, the activation point is too early. So the cars sail, sail past. Um, at other circuits, they, they, they get the location of the DRS point just right and then neck and neck into that braking zone. At the moment, uh, the DRS activation zone uh, is, is too early, isn't it? So what I, I need to cut What a great analogy that is. For a yeah, <laughs> I'm quite pleased with that. Um, right, we're moving on now. Um, Joe, back to you. What's next, Joe? Uh, we have got Motorsport A to Z. Now, this week, it is O. Now, I'm happy to go first. Yeah, please do. My O, after being brainwashed by Aston Martin an hour and 20 minutes ago, um, is Otmar Schaffnauer. Uh, now, he, he's the team principal of, well, Aston Martin, formerly Racing Point. And uh, I've just seen him speak, and I just thought, ah, Otmar Schaffner, um, he, he's a, a good leader. He's uh, been with the team since it was Fourth India, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do and continue to do with uh, Aston Martin next season. Uh, so, uh, Ed, what is your yep. O? My O is continue with the theme that I sometimes go down. It's going to be a more technical thing. Uh, so we're going to go with oversteer. Um, which is the result of, well, too much power and not enough grip. Um, and your rear tyres, they don't have any grip. So the car oversteers, so it turns too much and you end up kind of sliding through the corner. Um, so, yeah, Max, take it away. Good one. I'm going to go an observer which is the highest ranking trackside marshal within the post. So like the main decision maker after an event of an incident, you can see him at like a marshal post. He's second honest, to chief marshal. I was expecting Esteban Ocon, and then I've got um, <laughs> and I've got Observer. It's great. Love it. I, 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 I observer, wasn't he for a uh, for a year watching from the sidelines? I, 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 I thought, Max, you were going to say observer as being another word for a spectator. 
Uh, so I thought you were cheating there for a second, Max, but but well done. I, I think it's my turn now, isn't it? Oh, I, I thought this would be really, really difficult. Um, I've gone for, I don't know, a couple of choices. Uh, in the end, I decided to opt for Onyx Formula One. Onyx were a Formula One team in the late 1980s. Before that, they were a Formula 3000 team, Formula 3, and so on. Um, the, uh, yeah, they only lasted for a couple of years. Um, they did have one podium in the 1989 Portuguese Grand Prix. Stephanie Hansen uh, finished third. Um, but that was at a time, the late 80s were at a time. In 1989, we had so many cars on the grid. We didn't just have qualifying. We had on Friday morning pre-qualifying. So, which meant that about about nine cars or so had to, had, had to compete just to get into the qualifying session. So basically, um, by Friday at lunchtime, there would have been about six or seven cars whose Grand Prix weekend was over. There's only, uh, I think, two or three from Friday morning pre-qualifying qualified for the normal uh, qualifying sessions. Um, and Onyx was, was one of those uh, teams in the late 80s. So yes, in if we go back to the late 80s, Bearing in mind there are only 26 uh, cars on the grid. I think we had about, probably about 35 cars for each race. There's quite a few cars, um, you know, not qualifying on a regular basis. Of course, that doesn't happen today at all. All the cars qualifying. We've only got 20 cars anyway. But that's my O. Uh, Onyx Formula One. Uh, folks, um, I've got to ask you a question. I meant to do this just now, actually. I've come up, after stealing that Only Connect question from last week, I've come up with my own only connect question. I'm going to give you four clues and very simply, edu you know the routine with this, you have to tell me what connects these four clues. Are you ready? Clue number one, Interlagos. Clue number two, Imola. Clue number three, Indianapolis. Clue number four, Istanbul Park. What connects those four? They all begin in I. They do? That's not the answer, but you are right. That, anything else? Good observation. Joe, your sound is breaking up there. Max, any thoughts? Sorry, I was saying I got half a point. Well. I mean, I'll sorry, sir, I cut out. I didn't hear. Did you hear the four clues, Max? No, sorry. Okay, Interlagos, Imola, Indianapolis, Istanbul Park. What connects those four? What connects them? Are they all uh, anti-clockwise? That's the answer. Well, okay. done. Um, no. you got it. They are all anti-clockwise racetracks. Most racetracks are clockwise. Those four are not. Ed, I, I'm really impressed with that. I didn't think you'd get that. Well done. Well done. Well done. Thank you very much. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, it, it's your turn now, boys. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to go first if anyone... Yeah, please do. Okay, right, so I'll leave this one open to everyone, as normal. Okay. Yeah. On which current Formula One track will you find the largest section of flat-out driving? And I'll just Ooh. add, this will be in the dry. This is a very good question. Oh, I, I really like this, Ed, because, of course, 
we do like fast flowing tracks i mean i'm okay i'm tempted to say it i'm gonna go what about from la source to lake um at spa is that it yeah that is the correct answer thank you um i wonder whether i mean if we go back you know because we know that a lot of circuits have been changed I wonder if we go back to 1980s. I wonder if it would, yeah, it probably would be Spa. Although, although I tell you what, the old, the original Imola, I, you know, from uh, the last corner down to Tosa, that's a very long flat-out section. I wonder if that was, wonder if that was longer. I don't know. Ed, that was an excellent question. Uh, apologies, yeah. apologies for getting it straight away. I'm sorry about that. Um, any any other questions, boys? Got it wrong. I was going to go Monza. Well oh, done. Uh, yeah, I can see why. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I can do my questions now. Now, as usual, they are picture questions. And um, so, listeners, you'll be able to see them by looking on our Twitter, and that is at SJC Radio Now. If you get there, they should they should all be there. And that that would be great. Um, so I'm posting this one here. I've got one for all of you, I hope. So this one is for Ed. What? No, no, sorry. Yeah, this is Ed. Sorry. This is for Ed. I'm following the architecture theme. <laughs> like architecture. So from what circuit is this from? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't see it yet. Um... I can always resend. Oh, wait, yeah, I've got this. Uh, that's Sepang, isn't it? In it Malaysia. Is. Well yeah. done. This one is for Max. What circuit is that? Oh. Max, you still there? Yes, I'm still here. Um, uh, What's going through your head, Max? Just, just tell us your thoughts. Uh, not Abu Dhabi. No, no. Uh, not Silverstone, not Monaco. Um, no. Oh, is it Mexico? It is. Yeah, well, well done. Thank you. And now this, sir. This yeah. is you. Um, it's not working. That's why. It's not working. Can we come back? Okay, what was? Your one. Okay. Is that all right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Uh, oh, you want to go? Does anyone else have any questions for anyone else? I do what? Sorry, Joe. I, I can talk whilst you're trying to get that sorted out, if you like. All right, thank you. Okay. Um, let's, let's look at that uh, Mexico uh, track map now. Um, Mexico, like almost all the circuits uh, nowadays, uh, has been um, heavily revised. Um, we used to have from this hairpin at the top of the circuit. From here, there used to be a lovely series of flowing fast corners. I don't know why they had to mess around with those. Um, and we end up with what we, well, we used to have, this lovely flat-out right-hander called the Peralta. We've now got this very tight um, sort of stadium section, which I think goes through a baseball ground. Um, so I would say that Mexico used to be a great circuit. Now, with with all the changes, basically to slow it down, not so great. 
Okay, Joe, uh, are you ready or not? Don't worry if you're not. Yeah. Um, I've got a circuit photo for you. Yeah. It, to make it nice for you and yeah. uh, bring back some nostalgia, I've got a photo from the 1980s. Oh, excellent. I might... It could be in this photo, Joe. <laughs> it wouldn't I... surprise me. Here we have are. Have you sent it? I have. I can resend it if you don't have it. Yeah, I, I can't see it yet. There we yeah, are. Nothing on my screen. Like it's my... loading. What, what? Well, would you believe it, Joe? Would you believe it? I was talking just now about the old uh, Imola and whether the section from the last corner, Variant of Bassa down to Tosa, was longer than La Source to Lecoume. And what do we have a picture of here? This is Tosa. This there is Tosa at Imola. Uh, the year is actually, what? funny enough, Joe, it's before sort of my it's before my time really because i got interested in formula one in 1982 um that picture i think comes from uh, i'm gonna say i could, could even be 1979 actually that is 1979 because i could recognize the ferrari i think that's 79 and and now hold on it, there was one year, it might have been 1980 actually, where the Italian Grand Prix actually was held at Imola. So if this is either 79 or 80, I've got a feeling, uh, i tell you what, no, I'm talking nonsense. This is 1980 because the Lotus, I, I can see the green Lotus in the back. This is 19, no, it's, no, I think it's 79. It's 79 or 80 and, and it's Tosa. What a coincidence. You should come up with that corner. Um, <laughs> That's very good, Joe. I'm really pleased with that. Uh, this is very good. That that was... I really enjoyed that. New section coming up, folks. Um, I've titled this Motorsport Maths. I suggest you get a pen and a paper out. Okay. Get a pen and a piece of paper ready. Um, I've kind of stolen this a little bit from Radio 2. Most of my ideas are stolen from Radio 2. Um, are you ready, Max? Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Ed, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Right now, some numbers basically. I want you to take the number of corners at Indy. So write down that number. The number of corners at Indianapolis. Add to that number the maximum number of cars allowed on an F1 grid. Divide that number. By Alan Prost's winning margin in the no, that's a lie. By Nicky Lauder's winning margin in the '84 Grand Prix season. Yeah, <laughs> Joe's struggling here. <laughs> I think so Ed will be a right. one number. What do you mean one number? Okay, multiply that by the number of teams, Formula One teams, Lewis Hamilton has raced for. And the last one, subtract from that total the number of Grand Prix attended by the Queen. I know that one. That was from. Uh, you know that one. That, that's what I know. Um, Ed, do you want me to repeat those clues, Ed? Um, yeah, I think I'm, I've missed one. Okay, it's the number of corners at Indianapolis. Yeah. Add the maximum number of cars allowed on an F1 grid. Okay, I'm not sure about either of those two. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter. 
And you divide that by Nikki Lauda's winning margin in the 84 World Championship. Mm -hmm. Multiply what you've got by the number of Formula One teams Lewis Hamilton has raced for, and then subtract from that the number of Grand Prix attended by the Queen. It's a question of who's who's the nearest. Max, Max, you there, Max? I'm here, sir. I'm just trying to do the maths quickly. And no checking on the internet. No internet checking, Max. I want your answer now, Max. Wait, so uh, what was the last joke? What was the last uh, joke? Number of Grand Prix attended by the Queen. And was that plus one? I, I can't give you any numbers. That, that was minus. That was minus. minus number. Right, Max, I want your answer now. I've got a feeling he's probably cheating. I'm Max, cheating, I promise. Tell me your answer, Max. Three. Three. Very good. Ed, what have you got? What, my final answer? Yes. Uh, 160. Okay. Uh, Joe, what have you got? 23. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, what was the first bit? The corners at Indy and the max cars on the grid? Hold on, hold on, Ed. Hold on, it's too late for that. I'm not sure who's ah. closest. Because now, quite often, when I, I try and do... Sometimes I do these questions in history lessons. And I always, I always get the answers wrong myself. But I have double-checked this. The answer is 119. So how? Okay. Definitely close. But this is where we find out I've made a mistake. I normally do. Uh, number of corners at Indianapolis is four. Yeah. That's twenty-six is the maximum number of cars on a Grand Prix. Grand Prix. That's thirty. You divide thirty by a half, you get to sixty. No. I think I might say. Yeah. Half, half of thirty. No, 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 no. Max, you divide. Half. 30 by a half, you get 60, don't you, Ed? Please tell me I'm right. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Good, phew. Wait, I'm not a master. Like I said, divide it by a half and then multiply Hamilton's race for two Grand Prix teams. That becomes 120. Subtract the number of Grand Prix attended by the Queen. That's one. 119. Ed, you might have been closest, Ed. You had 160, yeah. didn't you? Um, Max? That, uh, uh, Joe, yours was, what was it? I've got 23, because I didn't know how many cars were on the grid. Okay. Well, I, I went wrong elsewhere as well, obviously. I think <laughs> I think, uh, Joe, I think this says more about your maths than it does your uh, motorsport knowledge. Very nice. uh, <laughs> and, and Max, uh, as for you with three, Max, it can only get better. No, okay, I've got, bit... I have both problems. I thought... Oh, I forgot it was 26, and I thought it was 20. And for some reason, I thought Lewis Hamilton raced for three teams. Yeah. But obviously, only two of McLaren and Mercedes. And yeah. then I divided it by half, which would yeah. be 15. Oh, no, no, you, no, no, you divided it by two. That, that's the mistake you made. If you divide it by a half, you, you are, in effect, doubling it. I'll tell you what, Max. Oh, yeah. You've learned some maths today, if nothing else, Max. Great, great. Well done. Uh, so, some more motorsport maths next week. Um, okay, moving on. I think this is now Ed's time to shine. So, I've changed it up a little bit um, this week, but all will be explained. Um, okay, right. I was a Formula One team, and my last race... Ooh. It was in 2001. Oh, 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 hold on, hold on. Can we think about driver, that? Driver, what team? 
2001, last race. I've got nothing at the moment. Okay. Uh, yeah. Our first race was in 1986. Ooh, hold on. 1986. You're prime. Are you sure it was 86, not 85? I'm British. I can I can fact check it. Because I'm thinking of a team. I know of a team that started in '85. I must have finished. Ooh, I'm not going to give my answer because I I don't want to ruin this. Um, yeah, the first race started... was in '86. '86. Well, I remember the '86 Wait, when was their last race? 2001. So I rem I remember. I mean, the '86 Grand Prix season. I remember it well. I'm trying to, trying to think what team made its debut in '86 and finished in 2001. Um, who started in '86? That's a really next one. That's a really good question, Ed. Next one, please. In our Formula One career, we scored a total of eight hundred and fifty-one and a half points. That's quite a lot. Eighty-six. The team is yeah, pretty successful. Hmm. Is the actual, the actual team still in F one? No. No, no, not well, the not, team not, and its roots. Yeah. Um, right. uh, hold on. Yeah. Okay. Right. It so it's. I think I know so who it's we, to, and I think so I know we, who it is. So we think it might be a team whose name has changed. But I'm, I'm still, because 86, the 80s is very much my year. I'm trying to think of a team that made its debut in 86. I know I'm, who it is. I'm oh, I, I... Okay, carry on, Ed. Next clue. Right, our next oh, clue. I've got it. I've got it. I've got the answer. What's the answer? Well, I, I'm pretty sure Renault came into the sport of 2001, didn't they? Uh, it can't be Renault because no, Renault. No, no, no but, but who was Renault? Yeah. They were bought by Renault. Yeah. Renault oh, I'll tell you what. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Joe, uh, Ed, I think I know the answer. I'm not going to say it, but I, yeah, I know the answer now. Ed? Benetton. Hold on. What was that, Joe? That's what I got, Joe. Benetton. It's Benetton. Benetton? Yeah. They were bought by um, Renault, weren't they? 2001. Now, uh, yeah. 20 years later. Uh, yep. I'll tell you what, that, that's an excellent question, Ed. Um, at Benetton the year before, you are right that the, the Benetton team started in 86, but the previous, basically they, they had bought the Tolman team. So the previous year that team was Tolman, they were bought by, I think Tolman in, eight, in 85 was sponsored by Benetton. And then Benetton obviously brought the team out in 86. That was an excellent question, uh, Ed. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, we're going to go back now to, um, oh, yes, the, the cryptic racing driver question. Yeah. I'll read the question again. Again, this, this I'm sure if there's any midweek motorsport listeners uh, listening, they probably know the answer to this. Um, my five-digit appendages are trapped screamed the star-studded German. Any thoughts about that? No. What the thoughts <laughs> might reflect? I'm just think, I've just been thinking of German drivers. Well, yeah. okay. That's, that's it. Well, hold on. I mean, the, 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 the clue really is my five-digit appendages are trapped. I mean, that, that's the driver's name. And I'll give you a clue. Um, I've shaken this person's hand and I've seen him at the breakfast buffet at the Nürburgring. We have talked about this before. What, what, what year was that? Is it, is it, 
Kenke Rosberg. Jai, uh, no, no, it wasn't Kenke Rosberg. Ed, I have talked about him. I've Kenke Rosberg's finish. Yeah. Well, I'll uh, tell you what. Is it what? a Rosberg? Well, hold on, but, but, but the thing is, hold on, what's Rosberg got to do with my five-digit appendages are trapped? That'll give you the driver's name. Is it, is it Nico Rosberg? Rosberg? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. No, he's not uh, a Rosberg. Hold on, how does that fit? How does that's that not, fit? Because he, he drove for Mercedes. Yeah, but hold so, on. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought you met him at a breakfast bar. Yeah, so no, forget, forget. Forget about the breakfast bar. The clue, my five-digit appendages are trapped. Keke Rosberg doesn't fit in with that, nor does Nico Rosberg. <laughs> Forget about me meeting people. Right, shall I tell you the answer? Go on. There'll Go be on. people, there'll be people from Midweek Motorsport, probably John Heindhoff, shouting Lucky. at the radio now. The answer is to write it in. I'll tell you what, people. I'm going to write it in, meeting chat, and you can shout it out. And I think you'll realise it's a brilliant... The question was brilliant. No, no. Oh. Oh. I remember can you read saying it that. Out? Can you read it out? Hand stuck. It's hand stuck. Five digit appendages are your hands, and they're trapped. They're stuck. They're stuck. Hand stuck becomes hand oh. stuck. Uh, he's German. Uh, what about the star-studded bit? You should know this. We talked about this quite a few weeks ago. When we're talking about our favourite racing helmets, hand stuck oh, yeah. helmet with yeah, black stars with white stars on it. White stars. But, yeah, I'll tell you what, people. That was a brilliant question. Completely wasted on you. No offence. Completely wasted on you people. I'll have I'm, to sure I'm, sure next. I'm sure I knew the face palming all over the shop, thinking, oh dear. They, they don't have stuff in not like every week, okay? <laughs> We're better than this. Yeah, can we go easy next week? I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm very pleased with the question. The, the questions are really difficult uh, to come up with. One thing we haven't done this week, we haven't done Max's section. Max. Oh, yeah. What have you been musing about this week, Max? Something about Aston Martin. Uh, Sebastian Vettel. Mm -hmm. See, a lot of people on social media are saying that this will finally give Sebastian Vettel, Aston Martin will finally give Sebastian Vettel the car that he deserves. Yeah. And title challenging. And okay. I've been thinking think that's realistic anytime soon. Okay. I, I so. So, so, Max, you've been thinking about basically Sebastian Vettel's chances in the Aston Martin. Yeah, but not this year, not 2021, more in the future. Okay, so you're thinking maybe two years' time. Are you thinking he could be a title challenger? P possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Oh, I, I, with I, all I, the regulation changes, uh, uh, it's all going to be completely different. Yeah. There won't be the Mercedes dominance, right. well, yeah. hopefully. To make it yeah. a bit more interesting. Yeah. Of course, in two years' time, Max, he, he might be thinking about retiring because he's getting on a bit, isn't he? He's still uh, he's still younger than Lewis Hamilton, so. Is he? <laughs> yeah, he's two years younger than Lewis, I think. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, maybe he's got a few more years uh, left then. Let's hope so. Yeah. Are you, are you a fan, Max? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. 
Yeah, I, I like. I really like him. I think him, George Russell, and Esteban Ocon are probably my favourite drivers. Okay. What, what about uh, Ed? Are you a fan of Sebastian, Sebastian Vettel, Ed? Yeah, I reckon he's. Uh, he seems like a really nice guy. He's lovely. He's very down to earth. Yeah. Good. I mean, I'd love to meet him. Yeah. I tell you what, folks. Um, I think that just about wraps it up for this week. Um, we, we we said earlier that um, last week's listening figures were record breaking. I've got a feeling they might be even higher today because I imagine there's quite a few people who have maybe tuned in in the last couple of minutes uh, who are getting very excited uh, about the results of house radio so I, I want to thank those people that those people who've tuned in are waiting for house radio uh thank you for lending you lending us rather uh, your ears uh some of you might be wondering what on earth are these people talking about uh, if you've enjoyed our motor racing uh based chat then then we are here every friday at 6 p.m so you know please join us next week i've got one more thing as okay. I said earlier, uh, you can contact us for Twitter uh, using at SJC Radio Now or use the hashtag SJC Pitstop, all lowercase. And uh, also, for our new listeners who probably don't know our email, we have got an email. So if you'd like to contact us directly, uh, we will see it there. So, and our email is pitstop at stjohnscollege.co.uk. Thanks for listening. Actually, next week, sorry, sorry, Joe, before we go, uh, next week, we've got another guest. We've got another presenter, a guest presenter next week. Yeah. Uh, we Actually, tell you what this is really good, actually. We've got our first female presenter. Uh, that's Maya. She was due this week, but unfortunately she couldn't make it. But she said she will be here next week. So uh, something to look forward to next time. So until uh, next week. Uh, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from Good. Ed. Bye from Joe. Goodbye from Matt. I'm sure I knew the face calming all over the shop, thinking, "Oh dear." They, they yeah, I promise you, I'm not like this every week. Okay. <laughs> We're better than this. Yeah, can we go easy I'll, next I'll, week, sir? I I tell you what, I'm very pleased with the question. The, the questions are really difficult to to come up with. One thing we haven't done this week, we haven't done Max's section. Max. Oh yeah. What have you been musing about this week, Max? Um. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Anything um, in particular? Um. Well, yes. we're talking about the Aston launch, weren't we? And all the launches that have been taking place. Something about Aston Martin. Uh, Sebastian Vettel. Hmm. See, a lot of people on social media are saying that this will finally give. Sebastian Vettel, Aston Martin will finally give Sebastian Vettel the car that he deserves. Yeah. And title challenges. And okay. I've been thinking think that's realistic anytime soon. Okay. I, I so, so, so Max, you've been thinking about basically Sebastian Vettel's chances in the Aston Martin. Yeah, but not this year, not 2021, more in the future. Okay, so you're thinking maybe two years' time. Are you thinking he could be a title challenger? P possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 all the regulation changes, uh, uh, it's all going to be completely different. Yeah. 
there won't be the Mercedes dominance. Right. Well, yeah. hopefully, to make it yeah. a bit more interesting. Yeah. Of course, in two years' time, Max, he, he might be thinking about retiring because he's getting on a bit, isn't he? He's still uh, he's still younger than Lewis Hamilton. So, yeah, he's two years younger than Lewis, I think. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, maybe he's got a few more years uh, left then. Well, let's hope so. Yeah. Are you, are you a fan, Max? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Okay. Yeah, I like I really like him. I think him, George Russell and Esteban Ocon are probably my favourite drivers. Okay. What about uh, Ed? Are you a fan of Sebastian Vettel, Ed? Yeah, I reckon he's. Uh, he seems like a really nice guy. He's lovely. He's very down to earth. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I'd love to meet him. Yeah. I tell you what, folks. Um, I think that just about wraps it up for this week. Um, we, we we said earlier that um, last week's listening figures were record breaking. I've got a feeling they might be even higher today because I imagine there's quite a few people who have maybe tuned in in the last couple of minutes, uh, who are getting very excited uh, about the results of House Radio. So I, I want to thank those people, that those people who've tuned in are waiting for House Radio. Uh, thank you for lending you, lending us rather, uh, your ears. Uh, some of you might be wondering what on earth are these people talking about. Uh, if you've enjoyed our motor racing uh, based chat then then we are here every Friday at 6 p.m. so you know please join us next week um, otherwise uh, I think that's it so uh, I look forward to your uh, sorry Joe do you want to say something there Joe yeah I've got one more thing as okay. I said earlier uh, you can contact us for Twitter uh, using at SJC radio now or use the hashtag SJC pit stop all lowercase and uh, also for our new listeners who probably don't know our email we have got an email so if you'd like to contact us directly and uh, we will see it there so and our email is pitstop at stjohnscollege.co.uk thanks for listening it's, actually, uh, um, actually next week sorry, sorry Joe before we go uh, next week we've got another guest we've got another presenter a guest presenter next week yeah, uh, we actually let's see what this is really good. Actually, we got our first female presenter. Uh, that's Maya. She was due this week, but unfortunately she couldn't make it. But she said she will be here next week. So uh, something to look forward to next time. So until uh, next week, uh, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye from Ed. Bye from Joe. Goodbye from Matt. This was an SJC Radio production written and presented by Mr Bird, Joe, Ed and Max. The editor was Mr Bird and it was produced by Tom Russell. Thank you for listening to this episode of Pit Stop with Mr Bird. There's a few new things I want to make you aware of. We've got a new website which you can find by going online to shows.acast.com forward slash pitstop where you can also find links to our Twitter and uh, on the about page more information about the hosts as well. We're also on lots more platforms in addition to where you're listening to us now. So we're now on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music and lots more as well as tune in like we've been on since we started so head over to those platforms to subscribe on the most 
convenient one for you and find all our back catalogue of episodes to listen to again as well.